Pastor is at camp up in Prescott this week, this weekend. He left, so asked me to substitute for him, which I'm always very glad to do. I want to thank who is um, ever streaming with us this morning. Grace to you and peace from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. As we gather this day, we remember the baptismal covenant. Having been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. The Gospel reading today is from Matthew 10. Jesus said to the twelve, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. And this is the gospel for this morning. Praise to you, O Christ. Instead of the Holy Spirit prayer this morning, I have a prayer that I wrote that I would like to read to you. Dear Lord, open our ears that we may hear you. Open our arms that we may receive you. Open our eyes that we may see you in our actions. Open our mouths that we may spread peace and your word to others. Open our hearts that we may do as you command to love one another. And open our minds that we may forgive and be obedient to your word and your will in our faith in Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. I have a question for you all. Seems like I always start with questions. How many of you people, raise your hand, had a job? Oh, the majority of you. Gotta have a job to make it nowadays, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Did you have a job that had a job description? Something that you had to follow, that your boss told you these are your duties? Most jobs have those nowadays. Well, my question for you is, did God give you a job description? Yes, if you've read scripture, you know the answer to that. Psalm 139.16 says, You saw me before I was even born, and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Think about it. Can you really live one day without God? Who knows you best? He knows your next breath. He knows your next heartbeat. He knows your next thought. We wonder how God can use us when we feel inadequate. Do we think you really know God and can quit learning? Do you ever really, really in life stop learning? What would you have done without your pastors, your teachers, your parents, your friends, if they hadn't taught you about God Almighty. Never forget that learning about Jesus and from Jesus 
is a lifelong endeavor. You don't punch a time clock when you're done and say, okay, my day is over. Well, know this, that God is not done with you yet. We are always a work in progress. He is slowly and carefully maturing and shaping us into his image. He is the only one capable of redeeming all our broken parts. You are his creation, his project, and he is still working in us and for all of us. Which part of you is Jesus working on right now? He is here with us right now. Think about it. How is he working in you right this minute? He's molding you. Yes, with all of our faults, like the potter's clay, into, into what he wants us to be. And this is done in his timing. That's why it may take a lifetime, even to our last breath. He won't take his hands off that clay till he's finished with us. And that's when Jesus returns for us. So what is your job description? Do you know that God has given you a path to follow? We find the answers in scripture and with the Holy Spirit's guidance for us to make good choices. In scripture, God gives us a clear path to our most important destination. And we should all know what that is. That's our eternal life in heaven with Jesus. He is the one that empowers us to obey and to serve him, and yes, to become more dependent every day on him. You, every single one of you, are his workmanship. How does it feel to know that God chose you to be his own? John 1.12 says, But to all who received him, he gave the right to become a child of God. All they needed to do, and listen to this, all they needed to do was to trust him to save them. Jesus grounds us in eternal life and hope when he claims us as his, as his own. That hope we really need, don't we? He's our Lord. He's our Savior, our Redeemer, our Counselor, our Teacher. The list can go on and on. What more benefit could you ask for? Jesus loves us and he gave us everything, even his own life, for us so we could be his and saved from sin and from death. Jesus did the work that his father commanded him to do. It was his father's job description for him. God has work for you to do too. God has equipped you with everything you need to do that job. Do you sometimes doubt that God has meaningful work for you? You feel lost sometimes? Like Adam and Eve, God created you and put you in a place, in the right place at the right time, 
to work for his glory. He created you with those special talents. He gave each one of you a special talent. Maybe in your lifetime you haven't found that talent yet, but it will come someday. He's reaching out to you, no matter your age, to spread the gospel to others. Jesus wants us to mature as Christians, and that requires perseverance. With his mercy and grace, he promises to complete the good work that he begins in each one of us. Philippians 1.6 says, And I am sure that God who began the good work within you will keep helping you grow in his grace until his task, his task within you is finally finished on that day when Jesus Christ returns. Think of that verse. It's so important to all of us. Like a puzzle, there are many parts of our life that still need our attention, making sometimes our progress slow. These parts may be broken apart, but who puts that puzzle back together? God does for us, doesn't he? We can have confidence that God is still putting those pieces of puzzle back together. We will continually learn and grow in our faith through our lives. Remember that mustard seed that Jesus talked about? He wants us to sprout and grow. Dr. Charles Stanley said, Thankfully, God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He knows we are still learning. Just like a parent who rejoices over a baby's first steps, so our Heavenly Father delights in our steps as we seek to walk with him. As, we lo- as long as we keep growing in our faith, we will never cease learning new ways to please our Father. He loves us and patiently cheers us on with every, everything that we do well. When do you think your learning about God stops? Does it stop? Psalm 92.14 says, Even in old age, they will still produce fruit and be vital and green. Proverbs 22.6 says, Teach a child to choose the right path, and when he is older, he will remain on it. Isaiah 58.11 says, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. I picked that verse particularly because of sun-scorched lane. I thought it was particular to us right here in Arizona. Sharing God's love to our, our others, it's simple. It requires no special abilities. All it requires is your availability. Look for the opportunities to spread the word about Jesus. Wouldn't it be a good feeling to know that Jesus is smiling down on you when you do that little act of service to somebody? We as humans, well, negative side here, we have a tendency to give up on people that disappoint us. You think that God would give up on you? 
Answer my question. Has God given up on you yet? Good answer. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all that happens to us is working for our good. And if we love God and are fitting into his plans. Here are some of the excuses that we may give that think that God is giving up on us. God will give up on me because I've sinned too much. Or I keep doing the same sin over and over and over again. Do you think you can out-sin God's grace? Here's another excuse. God will give up on me because I'm not worth rescuing. Jesus died for all of us sinners and gives you forgiveness if you repent. God still wants to have that relationship with all of us. Even when the world seemed hopelessly lost, God didn't give up on us. What did he do? He gave us his son. We all know John 3:16. He loved the world. The key word there is loved. He loves us that much that he gave us his son. God transforms us, doesn't he? He transforms us, or at least we try to become more Christ-like in our life as we mature. Do you think that means that he's doing all the work? That we can just sit back and think, I'll go to heaven anyway? No. God said in Isaiah 49:16, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. He knows each one of you. Each one of you as are in his heart, and he's always, always with us. Whatever God has for you today and tomorrow, whether it's, say, for example, like Shelley did, trying to teach children, taking food to a lonely widow, or wishing that checkout girl at Safeway that's having a really bad day to tell her, God bless you, have a blessed day. Do little acts of kindness. He, like I said before, he placed you exactly where you need to be. You are in the right place at the right time to make a difference for him through your words and your actions. You never will know how or when he will use you to encourage or help someone with you. Never let go of that expectation of hope. Always be ready. God has gone to great lengths to save each one of you from sin and death. He does this, and we say this in our confession every, every weekend. He does this while we were still sinners through his son. God will not give up on anyone. God is not done with you yet. He will never leave you. Right now, I hope you can feel it. God is here, and he is working in each one of you. I'd like to end with a little prayer that you can say for yourself, too. God, you are my home, the place where I feel protected, wanted, and loved. When the world is cold and difficult and mean, you are my peace. You are the place I run to, the place I hide, and I know I will be safe. Run to his waiting arms 
and feel the love. He's not done with you yet. And I'd like to leave you with this idea to think about. Sometimes our everyday life can be a rough road. It's full of trials, tribulations, problems, concerns about life, isn't it? Sometimes it feels like we see a mountain ahead of us. And oh, that mountain is too hard to climb. But what we need to really think about and keep in the back of our minds is that reward that we are going to have in eternity. Think about the day that you are in heaven and Christ is standing right there in front of you and reaching out to you with his scarred hands. And hopefully you can say to him, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. God bless you, and amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Go forth from this place. I know you're refreshed and empowered especially after Janet's message. We want you to be empowered to do the ministry that God has called you to do because he's not done with you yet. Amen. And he's always there with us, right? Travel lightly, for you carry within you all that you need. Notice God's everyday presence everywhere. Every morning, I see the hummingbirds around my house, and I just say, thank you, God, for another day. Those little things, that's God right there. <laughs> Whenever opportunity arises, labor for the good of all and the blessing, the joy of God and the creator, healer, and life giver go to you today and always. Amen. Go in peace and tell what God has done. And thanks be to God.